Hello and welcome to Not So Secular. My name is Mon Reyes, I am a Catholic lay missionary here in the Philippines and I will be your host here today. In this episode, we are going to talk about Barabbas. Who was Barabbas? Why should I care about him? Why do I keep on seeing him on Facebook? And yes, in case you're wondering, I am recording this episode because I have been seeing him a lot on social media. There is this Barabbas meme that I've been seeing people post a lot or share a lot on Twitter and on Facebook. Basically, it's about the time, of course, the time that Barabbas appears in the story of the Gospels, where the people choose Barabbas over Jesus. And here's the thing. I don't think that people are posting this just because it's Holy Week. This episode is coming out the week after Holy Week, so happy Easter, everybody. But no, it's not just about that. It's not just popular because it's Holy Week, although that could be part of the reason. I think this meme is gaining traction because it is election season. As of the time I am recording this, it is 2022 and we are about to elect the new Philippine president who will be in office for the next six years. And recently, at least these past days, building up into Easter Sunday, I've been seeing this meme on Facebook and Twitter a lot. Some of you might have already seen this, but if not, I'll just put a link in the description so that you could visit it. And this is how it goes, okay? There's a photo with Jesus and Barabbas, Pontius Pilate in the middle. So this is before the Passion, before the crucifixion of Jesus as he was already captured and the people were figuring out what to do with him. Pilate was figuring out what to do with him. And this is how it goes. The meme says, And Pontius Pilate asked the crowd, Who should I let go? And the people shouted, Barabbas the thief. And here's kind of the punchline of the meme. And 2,000 years later, people are still choosing the thieves. So clearly, there is a comparison being drawn because Barabbas was a thief, Jesus was a good person, he was the Messiah, of course. And when the people were asked to choose between Barabbas the thief and Jesus the Savior, they picked Barabbas. And now that we are about to elect our new president, our new senators, at least a certain group of senators, are we going to elect this, the thieves? Are we going to select them over the good candidates again 2,000 years later after Jesus was crucified? It is not necessarily a bad thing to connect certain Bible stories and scriptural truths with the everyday life that we live in the different areas that we navigate, and that includes politics. That's not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, that can be a very good thing. But there is something about this post that is concerning, and this episode is my way of telling you why. I figured that this could be an opportunity for us to get to talk about Barabbas, who he was, and was he even a robber. And so, Let's talk about that today. Without further ado, let's get started. That is our question, right? Was Barabbas a robber? Now here's the short answer. He could have been. 
The long answer, though, is that there is more to his story than we often think. You see, Barabbas is one of the people, one of the characters, aside from the usual, like Peter, who appears in all four gospel accounts. This interaction between Pilate and the crowds choosing who to set free, whether to set free Jesus or Barabbas. This interaction appears in all four gospel accounts. Accounts. You can find it in Matthew 27, Mark 15, Luke 23, and John 18. Some of the other stories that appear in all four Gospels are the feeding of the 5,000 as well as the baptism of Jesus. And if you find these stories that appear in all four, then we have reason to believe that it's important, right? For this episode, we are going to take a look at Mark's account of this story. This is so that we could see Barabbas' role in the story of the Gospels, his encounter with Jesus as Pilate and the crowds were choosing who to set free among the two. Let's take a read first. I'll be, I'll be reading from the New American Bible Revised Edition, and this is what it says in Mark Chapter 15, verses 1 to 15. As soon as morning came, the chief priests with the elders and the scribes, that is, the whole Sanhedrin, held a council. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate questioned him, Are you the king of the Jews? He said to him in reply, You say so. The chief priests accused him of many things. Again, Pilate questioned him, Have you no answer? See how many things they accuse you of? Jesus gave him no further answer so that Pilate was amazed. Now, on the occasion of the feast, he used to release to them one prisoner whom they requested. A man called Barabbas was then in prison along with the rebels who had committed murder in a rebellion. The crowd came forward and began to ask him, to do for them as he was accustomed. Pilate answered, Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For he knew that it was out of envy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release Barabbas for them instead. Pilate again said to them in reply, Then what do you want me to do with the man you call the king of the Jews? They shouted again, Crucify him. Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? They only shouted the louder, Crucify him. So, Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released Barabbas to them and, after he had Jesus scourged, handed him over to be crucified. So here we see the exchange. And Barabbas here is described as a murderer. Some footnotes might say that this also carries the connotation of a thief or a robber. And that is why I said that he could have been a robber. He could have been a thief also. But we also see from the story that he is mainly identified not just as a petty thief or some random robber, but as a rebel. You see, there is this group later on which formed in Jerusalem who were called the Zealots. They were basically freedom fighters. They were basically the type of people who would revolt against Rome, against the rulers of their time, because they believed that God's will, 
okay, was to set Israel free, for Israel to become what it was always called to be. And they were taking notes from some of the previous people who did something like that, like the Maccabeans. We talked about the Maccabeans in our special Christmas episode. We mentioned them at least, so you could go back to that if you want to check it out. But the idea is that there were serious Jews, devout Jews, who were taking notes from the Maccabeans, taking notes from Joshua, taking notes from all of these heroes in the past who fought for freedom for Israel. And so that is what they were doing as faithful Jews. At least that's what they thought was good for the Jews. And so they were the pre-Zelots. And so they were fighting against Rome, and we have reason to believe that Barabbas was one of those people who would fight against Rome, perhaps even violently when called upon, when it's necessary. And that is the idea, that is part of the idea of the misunderstanding, okay, of how are we supposed to respond to these colonizers? How are we supposed to respond to these oppressors, to the, to the Romans who are living in our land? We are God's people. We know that we are here because we, are, we have been unfaithful to the Lord. And now the Romans have captured us. The Romans are ruling over us, a bit like how the Egyptians were ruling over us a number of years back. And so they were caught in this dilemma. And people like Barabbas were fighting against Rome because they did not want to compromise. They believed that to compromise was wrong because you are, in a sense, giving up your Jewish identity. And when you give up your Jewish identity, you are giving up how you identify with the Lord because Israel was the Lord's people. And so for them, their identity as a nation, as the nation of Israel, was very important and they were willing to fight for it even in a bloody manner. In fact, it was mentioned right, in the reading that we mentioned that we read a while ago that he was caught up with a group of rebels who murdered someone or murdered a number of people in this act of rebellion. So it was bloody. And we also have reason to believe that Pilate was saving the crucifixion or the death penalty of Barabbas for this event, for Passover. Because Passover was one of those times when a number of Jews, faithful practicing Jews, would, would, would travel and make their way to Jerusalem to celebrate the feast. And that was a great time for Pilate to make an example. Okay, This is someone who revolted against us, revolted against Rome. This is what happens to these type of people. Don't be like him. But as we see in the reading, there is also that practice, that custom of releasing a prisoner free in light of the feast, in light of the celebration. And so they were choosing. Pilate was having them choose between Jesus and Barabbas. And the gospel authors, the way they made use of this image, of this occurrence, of this event, was very purposeful. There is a reason why they all bring this up. Because this is where we see an image of the exchange. Okay, What kind of exchange? Barabbas was a revolutionary. Barabbas was violent. Barabbas was a warrior. And some of the Jews back then were waiting for the next warrior king. In fact, some of them expected that the Messiah would be a warrior king who would set them free. You see, Jesus, 
the, 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 the religious leaders, the scribes and the Pharisees were against Jesus, okay? But when they were trying to get him crucified or, well, punished, one of the things that they said about Jesus is that he was trying to incite, what? An insurrection, a rebellion. Basically, they were giving a false accusation that Jesus was trying to do exactly what Barabbas did. And so we see here a comparison between Jesus and Barabbas of the same accusation, okay, of causing a rebellion, inciting an insurrection against Rome. It was just that Barabbas was guilty and Jesus was innocent. And you see what happens, that the people pick Barabbas. And so the guilty one was set free and the innocent one is the one who was crucified. You see this image of Barabbas is intentional because we see the exchange of the guilty one being freed because of the sacrifice of the innocent. And this is, of course, this is applied to Barabbas here. And this, is, this will also be applied later on to us when Jesus is crucified for our sins. Now, like I said, Barabbas, he was a faithful, he, he was likely a faithful Jew. And he was likely fighting for what he thought was right. However, he was doing it in a manner that was not right. Now, the reason why I'm pointing that out, because now we see here in, in these memes that people are sharing, this is the reason why I find this concerning, okay? Like I said, it's not bad to use the scripture, to use the Bible to, to convey a message, okay? Or to draw a message from the scriptures that speaks to our current situation today. In fact, <laughs> that's part of the reason why we record these stories for us to see our, our current events, our, our current experiences in light of what God is doing. That's not a bad thing. However, the way that this is used in, in social media and on Facebook nowadays, it's not used to invite people to repent. No, it's used to point out how others are like those bad Jews who picked the bad person over Jesus. To point out how the other, it's the other people who are sinful. They are sinful. They're picking the thieves, unlike me, who is choosing the right candidate for this election. And that is something that, that I, at least I want to bring into light in this episode. Don't get me wrong, okay? I'm not saying that if you're pro this candidate or the other candidate that you're a bad person. That's not my point. I am not disclosing, at least at least not yet, who I am voting for. So this is not meant to be a political episode, a political message. No, it's not, it's not about that. But rather, I want to ask this very important question. Does your politics serve your faith? Or does your faith serve your politics? Do you allow the story of the scriptures to speak to your situation? Or do you just, quote-unquote, use the Bible to validate what you already believe? Because Barabbas, as he is portrayed here in the story, he, he does not represent them as in the sinful other people that we should look down upon. No, he doesn't represent them. Barabbas represents us. We are the guilty ones. But the one who was innocent, that is Jesus, he willingly gave his life in our place. The exchange that happened between Barabbas and Jesus, it's the same 
It's, it's the same exchange that is being offered to us today. And we are being invited to recognize our sinfulness, to recognize our shortcomings, to recognize the darkness in our hearts, and to repent, to make our way home, to come back to the Lord, to set things right, and to receive His mercy, receive His forgiveness, receive His grace, so that then we could become active agents, active members of society bearing the image of God. Barabbas is a symbol of us. It's not this, a symbol. He is not a symbol of the other people who are more sinful than us, or at least we think are more sinful than us. The story of Barabbas is not meant to be used as a hammer with which to beat other people. That's not, that's not the thing, okay? That's not the deal. And we should learn to see these things well. We should learn to, to view these things rightly. Now, if you shared that meme, if you liked that meme, if you, if you commented on that meme, does that make you a bad person? Of course not. Of course not. It, <laughs> I'm not saying that that is a bad meme or that is a bad message or something like that. What I am simply saying is that we should be careful and we should assess our hearts, assess our thoughts, assess our intentions, okay? Let us not make the mistake of using the Bible for our own political ends. That is not what our faith is about. That is not what the Catholic Church is about. And this is something that I've been seeing more and more recently. Sometimes we only, we only side with the Catholic Church when the Catholic Church is speaking about something that we already agree with. Like protecting the environment or going against thieves and going, Bawal Magnakaw, you shall not steal. We like it when the church speaks about these things. But what about when the church speaks about abortion, for example? Or when the, when the church speaks against divorce? Or when the church speaks against gay marriage? What, suddenly the church is homophobic and we should not be trusted. Again, again, these are big topics, I know. And perhaps we'll have time in the future to discuss them even more so that we could grow to understand what the church really does say about these matters, about these issues. I think it was Fulton Sheen who said that there are... There are millions or thousands, I don't remember the exact number, but a lot of people who hate the Catholic Church for what they think the Catholic Church believes, but only a small amount of people, only a hundred of people who hate the Catholic Church for what the Catholic Church actually teaches. It's just that most of the time, people don't even know what the Catholic Church really teaches. Now, let me get back to my point. It is important for us to read the scriptures in context, to understand the history and the culture and what is really happening in that story, and not be tempted to take these little stories and use them as sound bites to, to have some sort of justification for the things that sometimes we know are wrong, but we want to feel good about it because it makes us feel superior to others. Barabbas... This, this, the image of Barabbas is, is, is a similar image to the older brother in the, in the prodigal son story. You see, you have the younger brother who runs away, makes his way back home, welcomed by the father. And then the story doesn't end there. The par parable of the prodigal son does not end with the younger son. It ends with the older son because the older son is the one who stayed. And the older son refused to enter in. Why? He refused to enter in because he thought his younger brother who went out and did all of these terrible things, he did not deserve to be welcomed back home. In other words, he thought that he was better than him. 
And if we're willing to be honest with ourselves, how many times do we think that we are better than others and we justify it with, with well, stories like this taken out of context? Again, Barabbas represents us. We are all sinful. We are all the guilty ones. We should be calling one another to repentance, not condemning each other. That is not what the gospel is all about. And speaking of the gospel, it was Easter Sunday just well, this week. And the story of Easter is very beautiful because the story of Easter is about new life. That Jesus has defeated death. Death is one of the is one of the tools of the enemy. It was one of the results of sin. Because of sin, death has entered in. And because of death, we have fear. We are afraid of getting hurt. And that applies physically. That also applies socially. That also applies emotionally. We are afraid because of the reality of death. And it's a very true, it's a very real experience. But you see, when Jesus rose from that tomb, he defeated death and he has opened up a way for us. And now death doesn't have to be the end. And now we need not fear death. And when we are not afraid, then how much more can we love? It is when we are afraid that we grow defensive. It is when we are afraid that we grow hostile upon other people. But yeah, are we perhaps becoming more passionate with defending our candidate than with sharing or proclaiming the gospel? Because if we are, then we might need a heart check. There might be something that is not in place there. Again, it's not bad. It's not bad to, to share about your candidate. It's not, a bad, it's not bad to encourage people to, to take a look at some of these things, some of these facts and some of these information that can be a very good thing. But most idols that we fall for are not inherently evil things. These are good things, but have been taken to a degree, treated to a degree that it's not meant to be treated. We take what is good and we turn it into the ultimate thing. And that is where we draw our, our worth from. That is where we dedicate our worth into. And it becomes something else that we worship. That we worship. And so let's take a look at our hearts, okay? Let's not allow this turbulent time, this time of plenty arguments and... Um, petty posts on social media. Let's not allow these times to corrupt us, okay? We have to rise from that. Regardless of who wins as president, Jesus is our king. And it would be great if the person that we genuinely believed in would win and really do the things that they could do, they can do, which will be good for the country. But even if the worst candidate of all time wins, we'll have to be faithful to the Lord still. That is our call. And so how are we being faithful to him now? How can we incorporate that into our political lives? Because politics is important. And that is why it should also be permeated with our faith, with the truth of the church, with the giving of our very selves for others. 
We are Barabbas. Barabbas represents us. We are the guilty ones. Jesus is the innocent one. But because of what Jesus has done, we are being cleansed. We are being purified. And so let us allow ourselves to be purified this Easter. And as we walk, continue walking toward the Lord. And um, yeah, that's that's basically what I wanted to share for this episode. Thank you very much for listening all the way through. I hope this was helpful for you. I originally intended on publishing a different episode for this week, but I postponed that to next week. So you're going to hear next week. I have a guest joining me. I'm just going to save that for next week as a surprise. And so <laughs> thank you very much. Do give us a rating on Spotify, Apple, or whatever podcast platform you're using to listen to this. We have a Facebook group called Not So Secular Discussions and Questions where we could continue to talk about more of these things that we talk about here on this podcast. Again, thank you very much, and I'll see you next episode. Bye.